case anybody from the senior class, uh, you know, we've been announcing it for the past two months. Um, so if, if your picture was not there, that doesn't mean that we don't honor you today. We're proud of everybody that got to graduate from high school. You know, in my family, we have, I think, three people that graduated from high school out of eight, including the parents. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a privilege that God has taken you through and you made it here. Um, I don't know what your family background is like, but um, it's 18 years of your life if you count from the beginning, or 17 for those of you that are super smart. But um, I remember graduating from high school when I was 15. How did I do that? I don't know. We, we have less grades, that's why. So don't be so like, oh, that doesn't add up. Um, but anyways, I want to talk to you guys especially, but everybody. We, we were so proud of you guys for, you know, where you're at. You look so handsome with your cap and gown. And Talita's going to look so beautiful with hers, like she does without it too. But um, there's two characters in the Bible that I want to make a comparison this morning. But let's pray. Jesus, thank you. For today, God, thank you for, for all the effort that the families have put together. Uh, it's, it's not just the same when we say it, it, it takes a village to raise these kids from the beginning till the end. But we just want to thank you, God, for all the people that you have put around the lives of these young uh, people to just get them to where they're at today. So we just want to thank you and honor you today in everything we talk and do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the first dude that we're going to talk about, he was a really wise man. At some point, God asked him, hey, you can have whatever you want, like just anything. And so, I mean, that was endless possibility, you know, just ask and you'll have it. And he said, hey, just give me wisdom. And he was the wisest man on earth. And he acquired a bunch of riches, of course, because he was wise. He knew how to invest. And then, um, you know, he built the temple and, and, and he honored God for the most part of his life. But at the end, I think um, in history, he's included in the top five richest people that ever lived on earth because of the amount of wealth that they have at the time. And um, the person that we're talking about is King Solomon. And so at some point in his life, he looked at everything he had and everything he had accomplished. Now, remember, this is the wisest man on earth, the richest man on earth at the moment. He had everything into his hands. And he says, vanity of vanity. Everything is vanity. So all what this world had to offer us, all this wealth, the money, promotions, jobs, it's great things. They're blessings, and, and we should appreciate them. But at the end of the day, it's just stuff. It's all superficial. And um, at some point, you know, we're presented with opportunities. Um, I remember there's been two times in my life that I got offered jobs, only two times. Like people wanted me to do certain things for them. And I remember we were still leading worship here at church, in uh, this organization in Dallas, they call me, and a friend of mine, and he's like, I need you and your wife to move to Dallas. You know, we're going to pay you a good salary. We're going to give you a house. At the time, we were living in a mobile home, so a house sounded really appealing. 
And so, and they were like, we will pay you the most money that you ever made in your house. And all you have to do is move here and do what you already do. And I was like, that sounds like a good deal. <laughs> and so I talked to Chrissy about it, and she's like, well, you know, God called us to be here. She's the voice of reason. You need that in your life, by the way. No, don't get married. Yo. I don't mean like the wife and, and all that. But I, I mean you need somebody in your life that will speak wisdom and reason into you. And you got to pick those people carefully. Because they say you are as weak as your weakest link. Have you ever been hanging out with friends? And there's one really stupid friend. And, you know, you always get caught or you always get in trouble because that one friend, like, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So you got to be careful who you choose to be your counsel. Moms and dads are usually pretty good. They're somewhat lame at times. But they are the best people that you should keep in your circle. Um, and with that said, anyway, so they, they, they gave me this offer, and I was like, we have a house for you, and it's in Dallas, and there's, like, restaurants and movie theaters around there, and we were like, oh, that sounds fun. It was just the two of us, so there weren't any kids, and there was money, and, and but that wasn't what God called us to be or to do at the moment, and it, for me, it was a hard no, but for Chris, it was like, no. I mean, just that's not what God called us to do in this moment. So the next time, I got offered a job here with an organization in Tyler, and they're great. They uh, they do disciple kids, and um, they help kids on the street. I think that's probably why I didn't take the job, because I didn't really know all that they did. But they offered me a good position. I was in charge of, like, 40 people, and they say, but you have to work some Sundays. And I say, I can't do that. Because I go to church on Sunday. I show up every Sunday. And, it, again, it was good money, and there were, like, benefits. And you can go to the doctor, like, 20 times a month. And I'm like, I, I go to the doctor, like, once a year, maybe, if it's, like, to get a COVID test or something, you know. Nowadays, you can go to a clinic and do that. But um, I said, I can't do it. Because there was... There's a commitment. There's a calling that God has put in your life. So money is not everything. See, we are trained through high school and college that you should pick something that will make you a lot of money, that it will give you just some recognition. I remember this Asian guy that he was telling me that every people that come from Asia, their goal is for their kids to be doctors. Our pediatrician is Asian, so, I mean, that proves the point. And what he was saying is that there is so much uh, prestige and, and, and recognition that comes with us. So they push their kids. And this is coming from a person from that. I'm not being racist or anything. There was this doctor. He was giving a, a conference, and he was saying that they really pushed them to be doctors because there's a recognition that comes with it. There's a pride that the first descendants of immigrants become doctors. And the kids might hate it. Some of them had quit practicing, but that's what they think success looked like. So Solomon, the man who had everything, he got to the peak of his life and he said, vanity of vanity. Everything is just vanity. So we work so hard. And let me tell you one thing, though, not... 
even though, you know, you have to be careful how you define success. So Solomon, he gave his heart into riches and women and everything, but at the end of the day, he realized that the one thing that will define success in his life, it was his relationship with God. Because out of your relationship with God, it's going to affect everything you do, everything you are. Like there is no successful marriages if there is not a great relationship with God. There is no successful parenting if you don't have a great relationship with God. Why? Because God is love. So if you don't love God, if you're not in right relationship with God, how in the world are you going to love anybody? How in the world are you going to love yourself? You have to love God first. Seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added into you. Matthew 6, 33, one of my favorite verses. Because you have to put God first all the time. From him, life comes out. Remember, we were dead. We, it was dust, and he breathed life into us. And then he formed us to his image and likeness. So here we are now, and we're pretending that we're going to go to school and get these careers and make it big and get these promotions and get our dream job and get our dream kids. But we're still empty. There's still something lacking. And it's what Solomon stated. Vanity of vanity. Everything is vanity. It's going to fade away. Like, remember that hot girl in high school? I would still remember Francisco's like, yeah. Um, that's going to fade. Beauty fades. Our bodies, they fade or they grow or whatever. Um, <laughs> it can go either way. But we change over time. We get old and, and, and we got issues. But at the end of the day, what remains always is our relationship with God. There was another man in history and these men went the opposite direction. Not by his choice, but these men lost everything. I mean, his kids, his house, and he was all really freaky. Like, some stuff that happened to him, I'm like, dude, what did you do? But his problem that he was righteous, and Satan say, oh, let me get on this guy, and we'll see. So, Job said... At some point, this is the other guy that we're talking about. So he lost everything. He had nothing. Y'all have a cap and gown today. You got shoes. You got a dress. You got a nice bracelet. You got your parents that are supporting you. You know why parents get so excited that you're graduated? Because they waited so long for you to grow up and just leave the house, leave them alone. Like, I can't even... Fathom, you know, Juliet, she's three years old, and she drew me a picture of the house she wants me to build her yesterday. And today she was having issues because she can draw the dog house, but no the dogs. She's like, so daddy, we're just gonna have to put them in there somehow. So these little girls, she's got all these ideas, these dreams. And I'm sure your parents remember when you was a baby and you said the craziest things and it was all cute, some of the stuff we forget, but it's been a long journey and also it's been a short journey because here you are today and you never expected that this day was going to come so quick, right? Like, I mean, even me, I have a five-year-old, it's like, it just seems like it just went so fast. 
I was uh, talking to Ivan uh, the other day at Ryan's house, and he had baby Amelia just, he's, he's walking already. And it looks like they just had him yesterday. I, one lady at the church asked me, Ashley, um, wait, did, did they, is she still pregnant? Did they have the baby yet? And Amelia already turned one. So time goes fast. Parents, we understand this talk. You kids, you're like, y'all are crazy. Every parent says the same thing. Because it is true. You guys just grow so fast. And here we are today. We're talking about your graduation day. Come on. Did you think that this day will ever come? Like, honestly. Like when you were in first grade, oh, I'm going to graduate. You know, I'm going to be in graduation day. Some of y'all might be advanced, so you already were there. But the point is, um, so here's Job. He lost everything. We saw Solomon. He had everything. Job, he lost everything. And here he is in chapter 16, verse 2. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, my heart faints within me. So the men who had it all and the men who didn't have anything, they define success as what their relationship with God was like. So, you want the key to success? You follow God. You obey Him. You honor His commandments. You get in the Word of God, and you make your relationship with God a priority. Because we can look around here, and I can tell you, real successful people, they love God with all their hearts, with all their minds. Our culture is teaching us nowadays about self-love and self-care and mental health. Why do you think people are going crazy? Because they have drifted away from God. Why do you think people are getting divorced? Because their marriage, the center of it is no God. Why do you think kids are just like in juvie and doing this crazy stuff? Because temporary fulfillment and desires I take in the place of what's supposed to be there to begin with. And that was the presence of God. Because when you don't have God in your life, you're going to find anything that is possible to fill you up. To fill that, that, that emptiness inside of you. And I want you to know, I want you to understand, everybody here today, that without God, we're nothing. We're going nowhere. You might have goals. You, have, you might have things that you want to do, but you'll never achieve what God has for you unless you go directly to God. And I'm telling you, $2 million or be called a millionaire, it, it will feel good, but it'll fade. A big house, it might look nice, and people will say, wow, you're doing good. A nice car will get you some gold diggers and like it will give you some reputation and some really expensive car insurance but at the end of the day it'll fade but your relationship with god is what's going to carry you through everything that life is going to throw at you because life guys nowadays you know you say well i see people that love god and they still go through stuff yeah we all go through stuff 
It was, we were told in the Bible, in this world, you will have afflictions, you will have dealings, you have stuff that you go through. But from all, don't worry about it. God has conquered the world. He'll carry you through it. You'll be fine. Because when you hold on to the hand of God, I mean, you just cruise through this life and you'll make it to eternity when you see Christ forever. But this is so temporary. You have to understand this. There's nothing permanent. I remember the times that we stay up like all night with our kids, you know, because they didn't sleep or they ate too much or whatever. And it was like so painful. I mean, it's so hard not to sleep. You know, I love sleeping, but I average like four to five hours a night every day. And I just wake up or my son calls me. And once I wake up, I can't go back to sleep. So I love to sleep when I get to. Like, I love it. I enjoy it. And apparently I snore. I don't believe it. I haven't seen a recording of it, but my wife says that I do. But I love sleeping. It's just because I don't get enough of it. So I, I, I always want to sleep. If I sit still for like 20 minutes, I fall asleep. That's how my body is. But what was the point of the sleeping thing? Where was I? See, that's how much I love sleep. I start, start talking about seasons in your life. Nothing is permanent. Yes. So now Alexander only wakes up once a night. And, and, um, but sometimes he's the sweetest, though. I'm sure your parents have these memories. The last week or the week before, he, he, he called me. He's like, Daddy, we still have monitors. I hate those monitors. You know, Daddy. So I walked to his room. And he's like, what is it, son? It's like, I love you so much. You're the best daddy in the world. I was so excited. I couldn't go back to sleep because that was so sweet. And then he just like passed out. So I went to my bed and just lay there just thinking about how much my son loved me. But it's, it's, there is something special between the relationship of a father and a son, a father and a daughter. And what you have to realize is that God can provide that for you. You know, even for some of us that grew up without a father or a mother, God's first intention is for his church to be so close to him that he was the very example of what a good father looked like. So if you didn't have a good father, get your relationship with God fixed, and you will experience that. And it's such a lasting effect. It will mark your life because it's going to affect the way you study is going to affect the way you're going to be a parent one day. It's going to affect the way you're going to be a husband, a wife. Your relationship with God is the most valuable thing you ever have. And it's not that it's going to make everything perfect, but it should make it a lot better than what it is right now. So I want to encourage you today to just grab a just grab this. Go like this. Ah, grab it. Be like, God, I want you in my life. I want that relationship that it will change my future. It will change my destiny. So when the tribulations come, you'll be okay. You're going to see a lot of people. Suicidal rate on your generation is so high. Why? Because people don't love themselves. They hate their life. They hate their relationships. But because they don't love God. And so when you don't love God, you can't love yourself, right? So all this self-care and self-love, y'all, we just got to love God more. And then we're going to learn how to love 
ourselves, how we love other people. And that's the problem that our humanity has, that we have forgotten to love God. And because we don't love God, we say we love God, but in practice we don't. Because when you love God, everything that you do is motivated to honor Him, to follow Him, to please Him. And when you do that, everything else falls into place. So, the men who had it all and the men that lost it all, it says that the key to success is to love God and honor Him and have your relationship with God as a priority. So today, I just want to pray for you guys. I want to um, ask your parents to come out here and, and pray for y'all. But before we do that, Sister Chrissy is going to come here. And we're going to make some remarks about y'all. We have gotten you a present. And um, it's something that we get to all the seniors because we believe that this is the direction that you need for the rest of your life. And if you take this book and just open it and start reading it because now you guys are seniors so you can read now so don't necessarily just on your phone but take it with you take it to your college room or whatever you're going um the camera is not on it's not right yeah no you, we're good thank you johnny so we're gonna call one of y'all, and when we call their name, y'all get excited, okay? I know some of y'all are asleep, but wake up! <laughs> it's time to celebrate. So we're going to call each and one of them. We're going to make a little remark about them, and then we'll go from there. First, we got Talita, or as y'all call her, Talita Blevins. So, Miss Talita... She was at the VASA Visual Arts Scholarship Scholastic event, second place. She was part of the National Technical Honor Society, and she was uh, uh, on the Health Occupation Students of America, our society after school arts club. And after high school, she's planning to go to a DTS discipleship training school with Wywan Lindell. And um, she thinks she doesn't have a long school history, but she does. I mean, you spend a lot of time there. But she also did four years of public service. So, Miss Talita Bledin, we're yeah. so proud of you, yeah. and yeah. we bless you today. And she's the one that runs our sound booth. Oh, yeah, she does all our sound. That's the most important thing. So, will you stand here? Um, next, we have... Who was the second one? You know what? We should show the video again when we're done. Yeah, because uh, Jay less here. Um, so next we have, who was the second one? Just pick one. Okay. Let's pick Jayla. Okay, so Jayla Rosales, can you come up here? So Jayla... She will be graduating for Tyler Legacy. She's a part of the Bible Club at Tyler Legacy, the Career and Technology Center. She has completed a cosmetology course. She does, like, amazing nails. I've seen some of her pictures. They're really nice. And um, she plans to make—oh, she also majored at TGC. 
will be social work, and uh, she will uh, plans to study. Well, what is it? The major uh, social work. Yes, and uh, she also throughout her schooling, she's been working every day, y'all. You know, I respect every kid that wants to work, even if it's for money. That's we respect that, and we honor you, Jayla. Sorry. All right, next we have Francisco. Come on, y'all. Don't stop. So Francisco is graduating from Chapel Hill High School. You stay here, Francisco. He has a GPA above 3.4. Impressive. And um, we, his parents call him Frankie. He has been in the band program for seven years. He moved out to Owner's Band, in which he became a lead tuba section leader. Fun. On his junior and senior year, he has also been a part of the construction tech program during his four years of high school. Frankie plans to attend TJC to continue his education. Give it up for Frankie, please. And last but not least, we have Trey Harden. So Trey... uh, Actually, his name is Michael Trey Harden. Um, he goes to Tyler High. He was in special classes. He joined his class working at Salvation Army in the food bank. His extra activity was art. And after graduating, he plans to get a job. <laughs> All right. And get this. He's been offered an internship with Christus Trinity Mother Princess. So he starts in August. So we're excited. There's bright futures ahead of these kids. I mean, they look good. Y'all have good parents. And um, God loves you. God loves you so much. And you have to understand that you're not on this alone. He's with you. But don't, don't value the wrong things. Don't, don't put effort on things that are going to fade away. Because if you work your whole life for money... And then you get that money, and you still don't have what you need. What's the point of that? If your motivation was to get rich and be recognized and have fame and all this, and then you get it, and at the end of the day, you're just, like, empty. And it's just like, I just wasted my whole life. Honor God. Honor your parents. Follow his heart and let him reveal what his will is for your life.